If you like this podcast, check out Studio Red's amazing lineup of podcasts at StudioRedMedia.com. Welcome to QT with RT. I'm Ryan. I'm Todd. And today we're talking about animated movies. So recently, I watched Todd on Disney+. Plus. Disney Plus, which yeah. I have opened approximately twice. In well, the you last should you month. should open it a couple more times after this talk because uh, I watched two documentary series about the history of Disney's animation department. Is this the Imagineering? No, Imagineering is the guys who build the parks. Okay, that's also very good. Yeah, and very interesting. Yeah. worth watching. Uh, no, this was one was called Ollie. And Frank and Ollie, which was about these two best friends that both were animators for Disney. One is a cat, Disney. one's a dog. Exactly. And they killed the whole bunch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, it is an Ollie. Uh, uh, the, um, there were two animators that were younger guys in Walt Disney's studio, anime, like when Walt was still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they they kind of like bridged the gap between like the older generation that like all like, you know, animated like Snow White and the Seven yeah. Dwarfs, the original movies. To then they also worked on, um, even some of them, one of them even, um, but they all worked on like Aladdin and Lion yeah. King and like some of the newer Beauty movies. Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast, yeah. But then they, one of them even actually like, I think kind of consulted on some of the Pixar movies. Oh, interesting. So they kind of bridged that gap between like the, the huge movies at the beginning of the kind of Disney animation studio and then the kind of, then it went through a slump. Mm-hmm. And then when it came back up, they were still around. And yeah. at that point, they were the older guys. Yeah. And there was younger people. Yeah. The uh, the nineties. So that you have Aladdin and all that stuff. I think that's called the Disney's Renaissance era because it kind of brought back new life and everything. Yeah. So the golden yeah. age would be like Snow White and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, anyways, in watching them though, it was interesting to see kind of the history of Disney animation. Me and you are big fans of Pixar. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also fans of other animated shows that have movies that have come out from other studios yeah like i'm a huge looney tunes fan yeah um i know both of us have watched even things like family guy or south park and so i thought it'd be justice interesting league. justice yeah. league yeah batman spider-man Man, so good uh so i thought it'd be interesting to talk about the history of kind of animated movies yeah and sort of the trends in them and just kind of like just talk about which ones we like and how it goes and um you know kind of the themes of some of them or how they've kind of changed throughout the years and um so yeah yeah so we don't have any like research in front of us but obviously to go to for like the first disney right would be snow white yeah snow white was the first one yeah so snow white but obviously there was like was popeye before um so felix the cat was a really big animated show Uh and he actually so um i read a book about walt disney it's very good if anybody is a very thick big book uh it makes me look really smart when i show people (laughs) i read that book are you gonna read the bob Iger book apparently that's really good i actually bought that recently yeah Yeah, so it is really good good. that's good to know um uh but in it it talks a little bit about kind of like who was sort of a big deal at the time Mm -hmm. when when he got involved um and so felix the cat was like a really big animated series or and i think a lot of them would show like they would show a short animated short before a movie yeah um and so felix would have little short episodes that would play um and then that um uh that like roost not the rooster the wood woody the woodpecker yeah he was also kind of a big deal around that time i love woody and so that's why then um 
when Disney was like, he had started some other things with other partners and basically gotten screwed over to where he couldn't make any of those things anymore. And so then he wanted, he was starting fresh and he decided he was going to make kind of like a shorts that would play before movies and he was trying to find an animal or a creature that he could be his main character and that's why he chose the giraffe (laughs) and then that was shot down by his wife and And in that moment he saw communist propaganda yeah and in that moment he saw his cat chase a mouse across Uh, and he was like mouse yes well it's interesting no that's why it's not the cat was the most popular and so he's like what's better than that Cat, a, a mouse. mouse. Yeah. So anyway, so they, yeah, that's how Mickey yeah. Mouse, because he was looking for like his own creature. And the tugboat thing was like the first yeah. Mickey Mouse thing. Right? Uh, no, there was actually other ones. That was the first one with sound. Oh, interesting. And so the big thing that made Disney like successful, in the same way that made Pixar successful, mm-hmm. and a lot of these other people, innovation. is that yeah, he tied his innovation, the innovation of the times, with his stuff. So he wow. was the first one to tie sound to a cartoon. Crazy. That's. Yeah. That's wild. So, no, he had been actually making Mickey Mouse stuff for a couple of years before then, but, like, the sound one is what, like, put him on the map. Yeah. And was, like, uh, I mean, they – what was a big deal about – was uh, Snow White, like, color? Was that a big deal, or was it just, like, it's so a it feature-length It was movie? the first feature-length cartoon. Wow. Yeah, or animated yeah. movie. And so. they, like, just – Sunk a ton of money into Oh, that. yeah. They put like, <laughs> they put like, I don't remember how much it was, yeah. but it was like millions of dollars. Well, I mean, it still holds up today. Like, that's the crazy yeah. thing. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the thing. Ever, up to that point, they had only been these like five, 10 minute little shorts mm-hmm. that A, like, it took a ton of time to make because they're hand drawing them all. Yeah. Um, and then they were always just kind of seen as that thing that plays before the movie. Yeah. So nobody really took them seriously as like art. Yeah. Um, and then when he did Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, I mean, he like won an Oscar, I think, for it. Wow. Um, and all these like art critics and all these big, you know, reviewers and kind of like film snobs and artistic snobs were all like, this is amazing. This yeah. is like a new art form. This yeah. is like what he's been able to achieve and do is like way beyond anything anybody would ever expect. Yeah. Um, I would say the dwarves, when you look at the dwarves, like that kind of became an iconic staple for Disney of being this imaginary, you know, like uh, sleepy and, you know, like the kind of. Because Snow White is very real and almost boring. Right. You know, her side of things, the prince, all the human side. It's not really, you don't get the good meat of the imagination until the dwarves come in. Yeah, the dwarves are cartoony. Exactly, very cartoony. And so that kind of opens the door. Exaggerated features. Exactly. Big eyes, Mm -hmm. big nose, big ears. I mean, sneezy, sleepy. Like, they're all, like, very much on the nose, which works for Disney. Yeah. Yeah, and and definitely the idea of... um, and some of those early Disney movies, there's definitely a theme. Well, and kind of throughout a lot of them, even later on, but definitely in those earlier ones, there's definitely a theme where certain characters embody like a singular trait. Yeah. You know, even the fact that like in Bambi, like um, the skunk is bashful and shy. Yeah. And he's like that all the way through. Yeah. You know, Thumper has a ton of energy. He's a rabbit. You know, it's like that kind of literally thumping on the yeah, yeah, yeah. His name is Thumper. Yeah. He's constantly energetic, bouncing around, thumping around, you know. Yeah. So it's like it just It was interesting that Bambi's mom was called murdered. <laughs> <laughs> A little on the nose. There. Yeah, NRA. Yeah. Hunted. Hunted. Three Dinner. star three star uh <laughs> She was called venison steaks. Uh seasoned meat. Uh, so. 
<laughs> wow, Thursday really night. Interesting choice. Actually, I've never seen Bambi. You've never seen Bambi? Never seen Bambi. Mom watched, I remember, Mom watched uh, Dumbo while she was pregnant with me, and she cried a lot. That's oh, yeah, it's a sad. It's just, well, especially as a, the mom gets yeah. taken away from the from yeah. the, from Dumbo. Yeah. So that's the funny thing is, like, they changed up some of those old, like, fairy tales to not be as dark as, like, the original fairy tales. But they're still pretty dark compared yeah. to, like, today's. Yeah. I mean, I guess Frozen, like, dark, too. Her Their parents die. Yeah, but they die off screen. I, I mean, Bambi's that's mom true. technically dies off screen, too. But, I mean, they're, like, running away from yeah. the hunters. And then all of a sudden you hear a gunshot, and he's still running. And then he looks around for her, and he can't find yeah, her. Yeah, cage elephant who's swinging their newborn yeah. while in the cage. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's very dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> Traumatic, really. Yeah. Yeah, and the whole reason she gets put in the cage is because um, – they're like mistreating Dumbo, and so she like tries to defend him. Yeah, you know, so it's like, uh, you yeah. know, you definitely like side with the animals in most of the Disney movies. Um, so yeah, in that golden era of Disney movies, is definitely you know from like Snow White probably up to about Peter Pan, I would say. Yeah, it's probably like kind of those like golden years of like Disney, like Pinocchio. Yeah, um, Snow White, Sleeping. Uh, was Sleeping Beauty in that time frame? But yeah, uh, Sleeping Beauty was. Yeah, um, Fantasia, which was definitely like a, a weird movie. But yeah. um, oh, well, the interesting thing about Fantasia, Fantasia is like an opera. Yeah, well, that was the thing. He was yeah. trying to make this like almost like opera, operatic, operatic, like a kind of like opera house experience. Yeah, with this live music and everything like brought together in this like converging of arts, um, and a bunch of people who appreciate that have said like man it's amazing yeah what he did yeah but for everyday viewers they found it boring yeah and so they he put like twice to three times the amount of money into fantasia that he did in his <laughs> other movies and then it yeah. bombed yeah um and then that was right before world war ii started to where then um people weren't going to the movies as much there wasn't as much money and so he almost went bankrupt wow at that point because he like lost all this money and then the only way that he was able to survive through World War II and like the Depression was because he was making propaganda, um, movies. propaganda <laughs> yeah, propaganda like <laughs> army training videos and like yeah. save rubber, you know, all the like, um, you know, like you know, be a good citizen, yeah. Rosie the Riveter type kind of stuff. Ha ha! They they bombed us in Pearl Harbor. We have to take them out. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta kill Hitler. So you'd see like Daffy or not Daffy Duck, uh, Donald, Donald Duck, Donald, yeah, yeah, Donald Duck, um, you know doing different military stuff or you know it's just <laughs> so That's um so funny. Uh, and it's just but he remember 9-11 kids <laughs> <laughs> we have to take our al-qaeda <laughs> <laughs> so um and again with what was uh, this was getting away from animation but what was fascinating about walt disney and all that is that just like lucas mm-hmm. he made the majority of his initial money off of merchandising yeah of course. Off of Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse merchandising was like the hottest thing yeah. for like decades. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it's a symbol of itself, like the, yeah. the ears and everything. Yeah. I mean, and it's still, they make a ton of money off merchandising. I mean, that's why Marvel and that's why Baby Yoda exists. That's yeah. why, I mean, you know, all these franchises that they buy when they then produce them, they're like, we got to sell some toys. Yeah, exactly. And some t-shirts and yeah. some backpacks. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole point of Star Wars. It's like they kept bringing in new characters because they're like, this is a toy. This is a toy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just interesting how many, how so many of these um, studios really end up being 
backed by their merchandising. Yeah. That, like, if you really want to make money in this industry, tell a story that can sell some toys. Yeah. And T-shirts and lunch boxes. Yeah. So, now let's go into- uh, So, what of those series, have you watched many of those original ones? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so do you have a favorite? I mean, of the golden era, I definitely like Peter Pan was like probably one of my favorites. Um, I remember Sleeping Beauty was Ali. So my wife and I on our like kind of first official date, we we're talking about favorite like uh, like princess movies or whatever, and she says Sleeping Beauty, and I thought she said Beauty and the Beast, and I was like, yeah, that's my favorite, and she was like shocked because really no one likes Sleeping Beauty that much. I mean. I mean, the, the, he does kill a dragon. He does kill a dragon, cool. but I mean, everyone in that, like, I think that's where it kind of went wrong. It's that you don't have the the dwarves. You know, there's that yeah. Sleeping Beauty is very kind of boring in the sense of like everyone looks, you know, yeah. very realistic, and the yeah. dragon is cool, but that's really about it. So, um, but Peter Pan, I think I watched that on VHS like all the time as yeah. a kid just i loved um i loved that the dog was a nanny yeah and that you know like the the flying uh it probably hasn't aged well considering there's a uh i mean isn't there like a pirate or there's like an indian island there's like and then all the lost boys like yeah they, savages like uh they're called uh they're, i think they're called the indians yeah uh, but they do sing a song like what makes the red man red <laughs> <laughs> so you know that's, that's not great that one uh, might not have aged well <laughs> possibly oh my god i forgot about that wow um no but like alcohol you look at <laughs> oh uh, we apologize to anyone listening um uh, yeah, I actually don't, like, I don't, I don't remember what the actual um, answer to that question is. They answered in the song. What makes it? In my, I think it's like comes down to like just being a savage or something. No, I think it has something to do with. Um, I feel like it has something to do with uh, like women. I think like like them like yeah like being bashful or kissing. I did think something. it was funny when growing up, I always wanted him to get together with the chief's daughter. Yeah, because I was like, she's way better than Wendy. Like, forget well. Wendy. Wendy's <laughs> Wendy's lame. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, and then you look yeah. at Hook. Yeah, Hook was great. Hook was great. He's got the big nose. He even got some like cartoonish features yeah. and stuff like that. So well, and, and Schmied. Schmied. Yeah. yeah, and so obviously and also Tinkerbell. I mean, I grew up watching Hook as well, yeah. just as much. So I think the world of Peter Pan. Those two movies are the best Peter Pans. Everything yeah. else has always been bad. Yeah. They just haven't quite kept yeah. that magic. So. Yeah. Yeah, that would probably be my favorite as well from that era. Uh, Pinocchio, like, I want to like it because of Jiminy Cricket, but it's just a weird story. Well, the thing that's lived like, on with Pinocchio. when he becomes Pinocchio, a donkey and everything. Yeah. That's just weird. Yeah, it's super weird. And then um, the thing that lives on with it is When You Wish Upon a Star. Yeah. Like, that became the iconic, like, yeah. Disney. Isn't that the theme? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, yeah, they, they definitely use it a lot. Um, For, like, the opening with the fireworks and stuff. It's just that, like, melody kind of, right? Uh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So, when, they, like, the fireworks and they... Yeah, and then Tinkerbell yeah. from Peter Pan. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I definitely grew up uh, Peter Pan from the Golden Age. And then going into... I don't know what they call the next age. I think it's like the Silver Age or something like that. And that would be like Rescue Down Under, 
And you could, if you watch, when was the last time you watched Rescuers Down Under? Oh, it's been a while. So look at the animation. You could tell they were hurting for cash. Oh, yeah. Because it is like. Rushed. It's rushed. It's not 24 frames. Like, oh, it's like maybe like 20 frames. Like, oh, I don't know. Like, it's yeah. it's a little laggy. They're yeah. using a lot of the same animation. Yeah, I think Oliver and Company would fall in that yeah. time period. Would Jungle Book be in the first? Because Aristocrats was, they yeah. used like the same animation from Jungle Book. Like, a lot of the dancing and stuff, oh, they just copied and pasted it over. Interesting. So. Um, I don't know where Jungle Book would go. I think Jungle Book would technically probably be in that silver air as yeah. well. Because, like, I'm trying to think. There's uh, Fox and the Hound. Yeah. There's uh, Rescuers Down Under. There's, and there's Rescuers. Rescuers. But that was, like, in the 90s. There was, like, a 20-year difference there. Did well, you know that? Well, but, I mean, saying Rescuers came first, and then Rescuers Down Under came oh, second. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Two different worlds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rescuers was hurting for money. Oh, okay. Rescuers, rescuers down, down under, they definitely had their money again. They're like, they're doing we a little love better. This. Yeah. Okay. And so, yeah, yeah. It was, sorry, yeah, yeah. That was different. Um, yeah. The rescuers, and that's a dark movie. I mean, it's about yeah. a child being a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> in St. Louis. So, yeah. Uh, but I just liked the. Uh, you like, mean um, Louisiana? Louisiana. Yeah. yeah. Not St. And, Louis. Yeah, <laughs> it's all the same thing. Um, but yeah, you had like the model. You uh, you had the UN with all the mice and stuff yeah. like that. And, yeah, um, they have their song and yeah. And I just I really liked uh, that story. And then Bob Newhart is the voice. I mean, oh, you, yes. you can't go wrong. No, I mean, can't. no, it's a great, it's a good story. Um, yeah. Uh, what's interesting to think about some of those like first that first is also like the difference in storytelling that sort of developed. Um, which we'll get kind of into that with the golden era of it too, yeah. which was kind of what I thought would be interesting to talk about with this. Is that like that first um, kind of air of the Sleeping Beauty and the Pinocchio and stuff? It really is kind of retelling of fairy tales. Yeah, and so it sort of follows that mo that sort of style of storytelling of fairy tales. Yeah. Um, yeah, they didn't really have original content back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, and it and it didn't have like. A lot of songs. If they did have songs, it was like more of like a a, a voiceover song uh, versus like somebody always like singing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the even like Peter Pan, if you think about like um, uh, like when they're flying to Neverland, a song plays. Yeah. Um, and now that they sometimes don't sing in it, like like what makes the red man red uh when they're with the with the indians they you know they sing that song yeah but it's um it's a little bit more uh almost playful-esque in some of the songs that they sing yeah you know it's more like the characters are just sort of like singing a song together almost like camp yeah then um sort of what comes later yeah where it's more Broadway based, yeah, and more, yeah. Like, and Let more it musical. go is very different than uh, any Peter Pan yeah. song. Or yeah, or you look at like Beauty and the Beast, where he does, you know, um, uh, be our guest. Yeah. Or you look at Aladdin when he does, you know, yeah, one jump at the beginning, you yeah. know, and he's running away from the as after stealing the bread. Um, you know, it's like that all has like a different sort of vibe to it than yeah. some of those earlier ones where it's like, yeah, they might be singing a song as they're marching along. Um, or the Indians might be singing a song, but it's more 
yeah. a little bit more like camp feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun jingles and stuff like that. So yeah. the first kind of movies, so Snow White was 1937. And then, yeah, you go into Pinocchio, Dumbo, Cinderella, Bambi, um, Peter Pan. Uh, and so they it, they kind of were, were just throwing those movies out. Uh, and then the 60s had Wonder One Dalmatians, Sword in the Stone. Alice in Wonderland was in 1951, Lady and the Tramp. So, um, and, and then, then Jungle, the Jungle Book. Book. Um, I watched Sword in the Stone a ton as a kid. Yeah, it was a good movie. Yeah, I really, really love that story. It, looking back, I think it's a pretty short movie. I don't think it's very long. No, but, it's not. Um, I just for some reason I always loved that movie. Just watched that a ton. So and 101 Peter, Dalmatians when Purdy and Pongo steal all those other dogs puppies. Yeah. <laughs> Still will never forgive them. So um but yeah. yeah and then yeah I mean I would say like in the 70s they kind of got off track a little bit. Um the aristocrats were kind of in that era and yeah it was definitely interesting. Um Little Mermaid was kind of the start of the Renaissance era. That was 1989, and then yeah. they went into uh, well into the 90s with all the movies that most people listening no no except for Evan who's never watched any of these. <laughs> well, now that he has kids, he's yeah. Evan, Disney Plus, you have no excuse. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah, so it's kind of interesting to see kind of how they sort of follow that more fairy tale type style. Um, things are definitely magical and mystical, but like in a not in a somebody not like mermaids living under the water it's almost like um the world itself a lot of the later movies it's like lion king or beauty and the beast or little mermaid it's like yeah there's mystical elements to them or sort of magical elements to them but they're still like magical creatures living like we do yeah and like almost like these normal societies or kingdoms and everything's normal and you know everything's the same where it's like some of the older movies, it was like very different. It was like more like fairy tales. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And then it kind of dips there for a while. Which it, the, the, uh, Ollie and who did I just say earlier? Yeah. I, uh, I forgot. Um, uh, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the two best friends. Yeah. Uh, they actually animated a lot of Jungle Book and yeah. then one of them animated the kissing scene in, and Lady and the Tramp. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, and they were talking about how they did such a good job, Frank and Ollie. Yeah. That they did such a good job, like, um, working on creating, like, these emotions mm. out of these animal creatures. Yeah. You know, Baloo and Mowgli or the two dogs. Um, and the fun thing about them is they lived right next to each other. So they would ride to work, and it was, like, 45 minutes into the studio, and then they would ride home together. So, like, on the way to work and on the way back, they would, like, talk about, like, what they were drawing that day and, like, what they were struggling with, and they would give each other ideas. Interesting. And, like, one person was, like, really meticulous and would almost, like, draw their final draft in their first draft. Yeah, yeah. And the other guy would just draw really fast and, like, then just slowly make it better and better. So they had, like, two different styles so they could help each other. So it was just a kind of fun, like, even... I don't know if they're both still alive, but in the documentary, like, they're retired at this point, but they still go over to each other's houses every mm-hmm. day and hang out. That's fun. Um, so it's just, like, a very fun story of these two guys living yeah. next to each other. Well, I mean, those guys, they created a lot of people's childhoods, you know? Yeah. Like, I think without them, like, we would not have the way we, like, think. You yeah. know, like, it really was, like, there were so many times in our lives where we didn't have we didn't have phones and stuff like right. that so it was like yeah it was our VHS yeah. and we sat down we watched 
whatever movies yeah. we had. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I so, mean, to think that you, to be the guy who drew the famous, you know, spaghetti eating yeah. scene. Yeah. Iconic know. scene. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's truly amazing. And then, um, yeah, in the Renaissance, they kind of went more historical. So in the Golden Age, they That's had true. the fairy tales. Yeah. Now we're going into more of uh, the, because like, like I said, that that middle area with the aristocrats yeah. and all those kind yeah. of they Oliver were just and company. like yeah they were like what we do animals yeah. animals are fun so yeah. they kind of became DreamWorks <laughs> yeah they did <laughs> DreamWorks in that middle era and then they're just like, not a very good version <laughs> it was uh, and so then they went to Notre Dame Hunchback in Notre Dame Milan Pocahontas uh, which I'm related to and then <laughs> uh, and then you yeah, and Elizabeth just, Warren. The what? You and Elizabeth yeah, Warren. Yeah, that's right. Uh, a little more than Elizabeth Warren. but um, And then Lion King was, isn't that, that's like a, a Shakespeare. Lion King. Yeah, it was, yeah, I think it's kind of modeled after um, Hamlet, I think. Uh, Hamlet or King. Mac- or Macbeth, maybe? Uh, no, it's the King. Uh, King Lear. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be after that. So. Somebody's gonna correct us. Yeah, somebody's gonna text us for sure. Uh, <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, in that in that golden era when they were talking about that, what was interesting is um, at that point the animation studio was like rough. Yeah, like it was like they were wondering if it was gonna go out of business. And then Michael Eisner came in as CEO of um, Disney and basically kind of revitalized it. And Katzenberg, Jeffrey Katzenberg, got put in charge of the animation studio. And uh, Roy Disney, who was the son of um, uh, Roy Disney. Mm. Um, so I guess it was Roy Disney Jr. I guess. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, Walt's nephew, uh, okay. then moved into the animation studio as well and was like, let's make this better. Cause it was sort of like, they were wondering if they should even keep doing animation. And it was like, here he had been animation is what started the whole thing. And at that point they were doing more live action stuff. They were doing the parks. Disney was kind of like, do we even do animated movies? Yeah. And um, so that's when they – the first one they did was Oliver and Company, and mm-hmm. it, like, finally, like, kind of did good. It, like, actually made money and wasn't, like, a total failure. Um, and so then the next big one after that was The Little Mer- – um, was it The Little Mermaid? And that then, was in 89. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, so The Little Mermaid, and they brought in a, a director, playwright from Broadway. mm um, and you can really see once he started describing it, you can really see the influence of people breaking out in song, yeah, in a very Broadway musical fashion. Yeah. And yeah. so, like that's what he did. He wrote musicals on Broadway, and so then he came in and he's like, "Really, these Disney movies are musicals if you yeah. think about them." And so he then put in, you know, he's like, in each musical, there's about four or five songs. He's like, at each time, like one of the first, first or second songs, is the heroine of the story kind of sharing her feelings and her desires and kind of like you sort of see what's holding her back and what she really wants and that's what makes you then like root for her and believe in her yeah well that's a part of your world in in little mermaid yeah and so you can definitely see like that model that they took then is the same one that became you know the one for aladdin became the one for i can't wait to be king and lion king yeah 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 lion king beauty and the beast Mm -hmm. um yeah, I mean, yeah, the second song after the opening of uh, Circle of Life yeah. then is I Just Can't Wait to Be King. And yeah. you see, yeah, once again, Simba's desire to be this great king and everything, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, in Beauty and the Beast, she opens it up with how she's kind of different. Yeah. You know, um, so it's just, it's very interesting how 
like that musical formula then became even in Pocahontas to Hercules to Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. Like all of them found, found, followed this like very like musical format. Yeah. Um, really all the way up till Pixar kind of came on the yeah. scene. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's and that I think, is exactly the Renaissance era of 1989 to 99 was Tarzan was being the last of kind of the Renaissance yeah. anime movies, and then yeah, then they kind of went off again, and then when John Lasseter and Ed Catmull took over Disney animated, that's when we started seeing the reemergence yeah. of it. Um, but I feel like some of that musical thing that works so well in Mermaid, Little Mermaid, is like by the time we get to Tarzan, we're all just tired of it. Yeah, you know, yeah. to the point where it's a, it's a, it's a um, cliche. Cliche, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's it's become a joke mm-hmm. that like all of a sudden you break out in a song. You know, I think it wasn't. What was that live action one where the girl is animated, enchanted, and, enchanted? Yeah, or, and she, yeah, yeah, enchanted, yeah, and or she's enchantment. Like, yeah, and she comes to the real world in New yeah. York City, and she's like singing all the time, <laughs> and then people are like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. You know, so it became a joke. Yeah, at that point, and um. Which is kind of interesting that, like, they find a model that works and then they just run it into the ground, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Um, so I thought that it would be interesting to kind of look at Pixar, how, like, then their next development of kind of what the animated movie is. Because they're definitely, I feel like they took the place that Disney held yeah. for a while. Yeah. Um, and they definitely still have it. But I feel like Disney has kind of come back thanks to the fact that, like, now Pixar creatives are involved with Disney, yeah. too. Um, but you go with Toy Story. They still had music. But it was almost more like montage music yeah. versus, you know. Yeah, Pixar, the only movie that they actually had like a character sing was in Toy Story 2, When Somebody Loved Me. I think it was the only time when Jesse was singing about oh, what happened yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Other than that, yeah, it was like it's Randy her, Yeah, Newman. it's her character singing. Yeah, yeah. other than that, or her, no. her no, voice. Yeah, yeah. Sarah McLaughlin. It's going to be sad. Um, but, yeah, th- it, it is interesting because, like, no other movies they had that. It was, it was like, either Randy Newman singing the opening song or Monsters, yeah. Inc. gets the jazz kind of sound. Yeah. Or, I mean, Mike Wazowski, he says, put that thing back. Or he, but, you know, it's not. Yeah. It's more of a joke. So, yeah, yeah they, they didn't have really musical animations. I People think didn't break they, out into song. Yeah, Brave, I don't think she even sang, did she? No, I don't think so. So, yeah, it was Disney animated, obviously, because when they came on Disney's last movie before, wasn't it um, Meet the Robinsons, when uh, yeah. Ed Catmull, they kind of yeah. took that. There's no, no music in that, but then that's when Princess and the Frog came back, because they said in yeah. the book that like, we wanted to bring back the classic era, yeah. which makes sense. So Yeah. 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 So I would be interested. So as far as the storytelling of Pixar, how that's different if like the originals are more like fairy tales, then the next kind of real successful air is is historical type stuff that's sort of like also like sort of uh, cultural yeah. films too. You yeah. know, like okay, we're gonna have one about Native Americans. We're gonna have one about you know Aladdin and the Arabian. We're gonna have one in China. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah with Mulan. You know, it's like we're gonna have these different sort of regional and historical stories. Yeah. Um, uh, even Atlantis, which not that that's a culture, but I mean, you know, yeah. that idea. Um, Pixar then I feel like went really more like what they were trying to probably do in that middle air where it was kind of on the slope, which is just tell really good stories. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And they still have music, but once again, they're more like montage type music. It's more yeah. like a soundtrack yeah. versus like musicals. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Pixar, they definitely, I think, wanted to tap into the creative side of a child's mind where like maybe Disney used to be like, here's the wonder of like love and magic and all that stuff. Pixar was like, well, what's like the fun creative side of your yeah, toys? Talking the imagination to? yeah, side. Exactly. The monsters in your closet yeah. are actually real. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. they use your, your scare, your yeah. screams for energy. So they have to do it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, they, a mouse it, that a rat that cooks, <laughs> a robot that's deserted yeah. and is lonely. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's interesting to see like how they kind of have expanded and tried to change because now it's growing older like up you know coming from this kind of what happens when you're old. You know, like and yeah. you still have adventures or uh inside out what your feelings have feelings. And- yeah, I feel like one thing that Pixar probably has always done a really good job of that Disney has avoided, like the plague, to some degree. Um, maybe not some of the original ones in the fact that like Bambi's mom dies, um, but definitely still like the issues that the Disney movies deal with are very like surface level. Yeah, where the issues that like Pixar deals with are like deep issues. Yeah, you know the desire of like like Woody not wanting to be replaced and become useless. Yeah. That's a, like a serious thing that Very you would deep. go talk to a counselor about. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's like a, a serious um uh self uh what what would be the right word? Self analyzing. Well, or like kind of something that like um a, a true like psycho analysis yeah. type issue, yeah. Yeah. not just like I want to find love. Yeah. You know, no. not that like finding love right. isn't like a serious thing, but it's somewhat surface level to, I don't want to be replaced yeah. and be useless. Yeah. I mean, and you know? each movie they like focus on that. That's why I like Torch the Four, I was kind of like, I don't know if this was necessary because like each movie dives deeper into that, that problem yeah. of the abandonment of the what is our ultimate value what is our yeah. purpose you yeah. know if i don't have andy who am i yeah exactly and so yeah. like with each one you know toy story one it's obviously i'm going to be replaced by the new shiny toy yeah um toy story two oh i am extremely valuable but i'm not going to be played with you yeah. know that's it's yeah. Woody's story and right where toys- where do you where does your value belong exactly like do we take care of the child or do we take care of ourselves? Yeah, or even do I take care of the person that I've been with forever? Yeah. Or do I go and accept sort of like almost the problem of fame? Yeah. Like do I like who are my real friends? Yeah. The people who love me because I'm a famous toy. Yeah. Now or the person who's loved me every day and wrote my name on their on yeah. my foot and all that jazz. Yeah. And then the third one is the ultimate like what happens when the one I've chosen is too old for me. You know, what is yeah. my purpose beyond that? How do, how do you move on? Exactly. And so that's, I thought that was like a perfect trilogy. And then Toy Story 4 kind of like switches it up. It's kind of the same message of Toy Story 3 yeah. of like, he's like, needs to move on from his group of friends for yeah. love, but also like, so that he can reconnect, have a bigger purpose of reconnecting every toy to a kid. A kid. Yeah. Once again, not necessary because you yeah. got that message with the third one, but yeah. still, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and then, I mean, but as you go throughout that, again, it's like, um, you know, up, like you said, it's like, you know, it's dealing with um, a really two broken men. Yeah. The little boy and, and yeah. the older guy. The uh, dad left the little boy and yeah. 
the wife died. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that opening yeah. beginning of Up is yeah. heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, Wally, you know, is like the idea of like loneliness and yeah. that we all need somebody and unconditional love. Yeah. Um, you know, even um, Ratatouille, which is not a lot of people like that movie for some reason. I think it's, I think it's good. I think it's become more popular over the years. It's definitely one that has like stood yeah. the test of time. Um, but again, it's like don't, don't judge something from the outside cover. Yeah. You know, everybody has the ability, even if you're a rat yeah. who wants to make French cuisine. Yeah, your dream is is can always become a reality. Yeah, no matter no matter who you are. Yeah. Um, and maybe because that one isn't as deep, because that's like a little bit more of a surface level thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like except everybody, don't judge a book by its cover is kind of like a very generic yeah. story. Um, that might have been why. Maybe it wasn't as big yeah. of a hit. No, um, I mean, if you look up, like, it's definitely become more popular. Yeah. I, I would say Wally's the one that, if anything, has been the most underrated. Yeah. Because it was, it, it kind of was in that era of Fantasia where it was more of an art film at first. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, there's no dialogue for the first, like, right. 20 minutes of that yeah. movie. And you even had told me to go back and give it a second chance. And um, watching it again, we, Ali and I went and saw Hello, Dolly!, down in Atlanta at the Fox Theater, which has a Moroccan theme. Uh, still don't really understand that, but a uh, very cool theater. But uh, that's the whole point of Wally. At the beginning, it starts out with Hello Dolly music. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's a world out there, Barnaby, and it's yeah. just these piles of garbage and stuff like that. Right. And it's this robot who we've seen all over the world. There's just broken down other Wallys, but he's like keeping himself up to date and he comes back. And he's got trinkets. He's got things yeah. that he's holding on to. He's finding value in this world that's been abandoned. You know, like there is this message that's like deeper that if you're a kid, you're going to be bored with probably. Right. It definitely is more of an adult, I would say, yeah. like drama. Yeah. Um, and then you have the whole message of like, what does it mean to be human yeah. altogether? Which Wally shows, you know, it is the value of love. It's the value of yeah. caring for things. Well, and then to me, again, it's the unconditional love. Yeah. You know, that like his, his little montage where he's taking Evie around yeah. as she's waiting for, as she like finds the plant and and it like shuts down basically. Yeah, she's kinda, in a coma essentially. Yeah, she got yeah she goes in like reserve mode, and he like takes her around all these different places and <laughs> like and like protects her and watches yeah. over her and cares for her even though she's giving him nothing. Yeah. Um. And so to me, it's like a beautiful love story. Yeah. Between these two robots, even yeah. though a lot of people I don't think see it like that. Yeah, Monsters Inc obviously deals with fear because that's the funny thing that turns on its head is that the monsters are just, if not more terrified of the children yeah, uh, than the children are of yeah. the monsters. And so it's this world of like accepting what can be scary sometimes yeah. or, yeah. um, and so that's the whole thing is solely loves that child unconditionally. Yeah. yeah and learning that Boo. a lot of times the things that almost these like clashing, you know, the monster in the closet and the kid or the monster in the bed and the kid at yeah. night, like these like very like contrasting opposing forces Yeah, that a lot of times what it really comes down to is that both of them are afraid of each other Yeah, and that the solution is love Yeah, and like learning to like accept each other and love each other yeah. and learn about each other and each other's worlds. And, yeah. And, and that joy is way more powerful than fear yeah. every yeah. time. And yeah. yeah, I mean, those are great lessons and, um, that, that they're bigger lessons than, Sleeping Beauty or yeah. S- Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs or even Bambi. Yeah. You know, it's like they're – even Peter Pan. You know, it's like they're bigger stories yeah. than what these are. Now, it's interesting that, like, a lot of those – like, you know, Peter Pan is a play mm-hmm. and was written as a play. 
and then musicals then drove a lot of the the musical format drove a lot of those movies later so it's i feel like to some degree pixar like the evolution of animated films storytelling wise almost finally got to the point that like original good storytelling yeah. became king yeah and it definitely. almost like developed out of stories that were kind of already made yeah, you know they're kind of already borrowing formats from other stuff, and it's like Pixar got to the point, or with Pixar animation got to the point where it's like, all right, we're going to tell original stories that only work in animation. You couldn't do this in live action. We're not going to base it on a book or a, you know, or a play or a Broadway musical. It's going to be all original. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where it goes because. Um... I mean, Pixar has been kind of hit and miss lately. Yeah. Um, so it's because it's, like Inside Out like was killer as far as like so once good. again talking about like emotions. Well, and and, the, and when there's so many things with Inside Out, like I bawled in Inside Out. I mean, the sacrifice of of his imaginary his imaginary friend. friend. Yeah. I mean that moment, but also the realization of like as we get older, like memories aren't just like one thing. It's the yeah. mixture of happiness and sadness. Yeah. It's the mixture of these like things. And it's like, Oh my God. Like, that's yeah, the, the scene, concept. yeah, the deep, the deepness where I was like, wow, that's yeah. deep was when sadness and joy are both talking about the same moment. Yeah. And set like joy is like remembering this memory. Yeah. And then sadness is like, I don't remember it that way. Yeah. And she's like, then she talks about what she remembers. Yeah. And then it's like this realization that like joy has that like without sadness, joy isn't possible. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, <laughs> you know, so good. Yeah. Or, and- or then the destroying of the little like different like islands yeah. that the like shuttle goes between. Yeah. And like realizing too, like as you grow older, that it's okay that imagination island or, yeah. you know, play island gets destroyed by romance island yeah. or whatever yeah. you know that like this idea that like one thing dies but another thing is born yeah. all inside your mind Ugh, you know so representing good. your life yeah um well and even like the representation of of depression of seeing yeah. like her whole emotions just shutting down completely yeah and everything like that but um and then you go from that to like good dinosaur yeah and you it's know? like what yeah and it's just like you see where that i think or even sacri- or even toy story 4 yeah, Toy Story To be 4. honest, I mean, like, even take one that's not even like yeah, brave. Uh, yeah, take one that's not like Good Dinosaur, where it's like that's kind of out of like outside of your guys's norm. I mean, it's Homeward Bound. That's yeah, it's dinosaur. like, but Toy Story Four compared to Inside Out, mm-hmm. it's just like, man, where what are you doing? Yeah, you know, one of these was amazing, and yeah. one of these was like, eh. yeah, I think it's that's where we're now seeing the sacrifice of like good story for like maybe creative ambition, which is like dinosaurs but the dinosaurs are the human you know it yeah. just doesn't seem like that's i don't know where the good story is in that yeah um, it's a little bit more of the of that slump air of yeah, disney where yeah, it's like that's, hey how about we make a love story but with dogs yeah exactly because like now or, they got um onward which is going to be a new um uh pixar movie coming out and it's about you know these magical it's if magical creatures like elves and stuff but lived in like now like yeah. normal era yeah and and even Allie, like she's like i don't get where they're going with this you yeah. know like i don't i mean i know they have this aspect of like you get one magic wish and it's bring your father back um i will say coco was really good it was um, good that that one broke my heart uh but it wasn't until like 
kind of like towards the end of the movie. Like for most yeah. of the movie, I was kind of like, eh, this is okay, yeah. okay. And then when he started singing to his grandma again, yeah. I was like, ugh. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so we'll see. I mean, I think there's still a possibility, but with Ed Catmill and John Lasseter stepping away yeah. for different reasons, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, I think we'll, we'll, we're kind of going back to what Disney went through. Like we'll yeah. be seeing- Where they lost that leadership, creative yeah, leadership. Yeah, so, I mean, Pete Docter, he created some of the best movies of all time for Pixar. He is in charge, so I think they're in good hands. But there is still that like element that like those guys brought. Yeah, would... and I mean I think there's an element too where it's like just because you're a good creative storyteller doesn't mean that you're a good creative leader. Yeah, and manager, yeah. and those are two completely different skill sets. Yeah, um, you know, um, as we saw with Toy Story, Toy Story was the first Toy Story four was the first movie not directed by John Lasseter. You know, yeah, um, it's this new guy completely, and you can see he definitely like did the best to his ability. But, like, it just was a copy. He yeah. didn't make it his own, I don't think. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, that's that was a hard one because as much as we love those characters want to hold on to it, it is, like, to a certain point, didn't they make, like, a whole bunch of sequels to, like, Fox and the Hound 2? Like, yeah, straight know, to VHS sequels. Yeah, I mean, exactly. like, Aladdin had, like, two sequels. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Lion King had a sequel yeah. where it was Simba's son or Simba's daughter. But they had, like, five sequels. Uh, Lion King, remember they had, like, Lion King 2 and a half oh, or whatever? Oh, right, yeah, with Pumbaa <laughs> like and Timon. Simba's yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I feel like Pixar is kind of somewhat seeping yeah. into that. Yeah. Um, but uh, kind of from the evolution of things, so, I mean, Pixar – is so you know Pixar came out on the scene did all their animation stuff but then other animated movies have come yeah. out since then DreamWorks yeah with DreamWorks stuff like Shrek mm-hmm. um How to Train Your Dragon yeah um the Madagascar stuff um they went down the route of like whoever makes his money we're going to like do yeah well Madagascar yeah. though has made them a lot of money Shrek made them a ton of well, money. Yeah. Think about that. So when they were making Shrek, Shrek was like 20 years in the making because Chris Farley was the original voice for Shrek. Oh, wow. And um, I read a thing that uh, the first draft of Shrek, because uh, Chris Farley died pretty early on in, in the making of it, so they got uh, uh, Myers and Mike Myers, and he had a Canadian accent for Shrek. And they were like, ah, this doesn't work. So he was like, well, let's do a Scottish accent. And they cost them like $9 million to redo most of the movie and get the, the wow. Scottish accent in and obviously made a ton of money. Yeah. But at the same time, they were making Prince of Egypt, uh, DreamWorks. And like Prince of Egypt was like their Academy movie. They're yeah. like, we are going to, this is going to make awards history. I mean, this is our big epic. Yeah. And if you did something wrong on that movie, they would send you to Shrek as punishment. And Shrek obviously became... Way bigger, yeah, way bigger. So yeah. and it lived on, and so it was just interesting how during the making of these two movies, different animation styles and everything, how the gauntlet got passed on yeah. to really now. That's the kind of yeah you don't see hand drawn animation anymore. Yeah, yeah. And what's interesting with some of those is that, um, and, and the Simpsons had been doing it obviously for years. Uh-huh. Family Guy, you know, um, South Park, but like. All of a sudden, there became this kind of new era of animation where it became made, where there's a lot of adult, clever yeah. humor. Yeah. You know, Shrek was obviously making fun of those fairy tales and kind of making fun of the Disney movies yeah. of the back in the day. 
Um, well, I mean, the very beginning of the whole movie is he's doing his, and they left happily. You know, yeah. it's like one love, true kiss. And he's like, ah, and he takes it and uses yeah. toilet paper. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not your mama's fairy tale anymore. Yeah, exactly. So, um, <laughs> you know, and you see as as the animation kind of, you see a lot of that kind of next evolution of animation from if you think about the fact that like it was originally Snow White. Yeah. Um, you know, to some degree, like Felix the Cat and Mickey Mouse and some of that original shorts were a little bit more like adult pun type humor. Yeah. Um, that like as kids, you might not really have gotten that idea that Bugs Bunny is like super horny. Yeah. For another bunny, you know, or other stuff. Or the you fact know. that you dress as a woman to seduce a hunter. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> that's so much. Yeah. Uh, as a kid, just like, yeah, it's funny. As yeah. an adult, you're like, oh, I get it. You know? <laughs> I uh, mean, Le Pew, Pepe Le Pew is, uh, is it Pepe? I mean, yeah, he's Pepe a, Le Pew. Yeah, he's a problematic character. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, really going after that cat, like, way too much. <laughs> he he might not, be crossing No, it's not no to him. He might be crossing some boundaries. <laughs> Many lines. Uh, but um, so it's just kind of interesting though how you know like has developed to that next level um, Madagascar definitely wouldn't fall in that category but I mean you know Family Guy I mean it's like there's all these even all the way up to now um, Illumination uh, Studios they made all the um, uh, the little one eye yeah yeah the Minions Minions um, yeah. um, what is that actual movie called yeah well, Minions is an, a movie. Yeah, but what's the... Yeah. I'll think of it. I can't believe I'm blanking <laughs> on it. I've watched all of them, I think. I hate them so much. I think they're uh, the worst movies. Um, they're not the worst. They're not that bad. Not great. They're not They're not no Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> the first one's good. Uh, eh, it's okay. What is it? Um, I'm going to look it up, but... Uh, Anyways, so it's just kind of interesting, like, once again, not a lot of music, more action. Um, Shrek obviously does have a lot of music in it, but it's almost making fun of the music that was in the other animated movies. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it has, like, current songs versus original stuff, you know, that has, like, Smash Mouth in there and stuff like that. So it's just kind of interesting how, once again, that storytelling has kind of developed. Despicable Me. Despicable Me. Yeah. Yeah, That's right. Um, Where it's kind of developed into kind of those newer territories mm-hmm. where it's almost like Pixar was like kind of broke the formulas to some degree of like, Hey, we can do other things that yeah. are more creative and imaginative. Yeah. Um, you know, I uh, mean, they started out, Pixar started out like making software and making like, yeah. uh, animation. And so that was the whole thing is that toy story was like genre defying, um, going from anime. I mean, Beauty and the Beast, they talked about like adding computers for the ballroom scene and 3d, but never had it to the scale of Toy yeah. Story. So. Um, even like how you how to train your dragon, yeah. like is a very like creative concept. Very creative. Um, it's much more serious than Trek. Yeah, 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 definitely. But but I'm just saying it's like I think Pixar sort of helped break the storytelling format definitely. that animated movies had kind of fallen into. Yeah. Um, to where now even things like Sausage Party yeah. is an animated movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It got nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so it's like that's definitely very different, yeah. you know. And so I think it's kind of interesting how how that animation has developed all the way from Snow White yeah. to where it is now. Um, and it'll be interesting to see moving into the future um, kind of what's next for animation. I do feel like the momentum and um, sort of the strength that, 
Disney has Disney animation has recovered. Yeah. Pixar has lost. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. They've almost like traded it. Yeah. And now that Pixar is doing bad movies by any means, but um, I don't go out and watch them the first week and they're open anymore. Yeah. And some yeah. of them I've I don't even think I saw Coco in the theater. I think yeah. I saw it on the uh, when it came out on TV. Yeah. Where I used to go every time when there was a new Pixar movie, I'd go see it just because it was always so creative and novel and unique. Um, and special. Yeah, Toy Story 4 was the first movie I had not seen in theaters. And I probably won't see Onward in theaters either. So, um, yeah, I mean... And some of that's because viewing habits have changed. Viewing habits have changed. But yeah. some of that also is just the fact that, like, it's just... I mean, I, like, as in a college student, I would go see the Pixar movies when they first came out just because they were such good stories. Yeah. And they just kept getting better and better and better. Yeah. And I feel like they've kind of, like... I'd say probably, I mean, Inside Out is definitely one of their best ones. Yeah. But to me, I'd say probably around. Um, when they started up. doing the sequels. Yeah. Around know, around Up is where I felt like yeah. they started kind of going down a little bit. Yeah. Like they still hit a peak every once in a while with something like Inside Out. But, you know, Cars 2, Cars 3. <laughs> you know. Yeah, the Cars, the Cars sequels were bad. And then um, like even Incredibles 2. I yeah. remember watching that and kind of like being like, oh, there's something missing here. Like the soul of it is kind of gone a little yeah. bit. Um, and yeah, I think that's that's a good way to look at it because there were so many other, like remember Megamind? Yeah. You know, like there's these other like animated movies that came out and you're like, I that kind of was in the zeitgeist and then went out and you know, yeah. meatballs, cloudy with a yeah. chance of meatballs and all this stuff. Um those will become the like Robin Hoods and the yeah. aristocrats and yeah. the, you know movies that like maybe a couple kids who who buy. <laughs> I only say this because we grew up this way as well, and I love store brand stuff. You know, it's the store brand stuff of movies um, yeah. where you're kind of like, ah, it's not my first choice. My first choice is definitely going to be Pixar. Pixar is starting to become the store brand, um, yeah. which is sad. I mean. Yeah, and I feel like some of it is like you know we've both read Creativity Inc., which is a great book written by Ed Catmull that yeah. talks about the history of Pixar and kind of their format and formula. I think some of it is that like they stopped swinging for the fences. Yeah, and and there's a reason I think why they did that because swinging for the fences is really risky. Yeah, you know it's 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 much easier to just hit a a base run than try to hit a home run. Um, you know if you miss, you're talking about Fantasia loss kind yeah. of money. Yeah, where you've dumped all this stuff into it and it's a huge failure and you just it's harder to do that now especially when now that they're owned by disney there's shareholders there's people there's yeah. a lot more people to answer to than just steve jobs yeah and his money yeah. which is what they were originally with a lot of some of those original ones um but it is it is sad to see and in the book he even talked about the fact that costs were getting higher and that mm -hmm. movies were taking longer and they basically needed to do a sequel and an original and a sequel and an original yeah. and a sequel and an original. Which is interesting because they just announced that they're never going to do a sequel ever again. Which maybe they're feeling the fact that like they're not as good as they used yeah. to be. Yeah. Um, and and you know these movies take three to five years to make. Yeah. So if they're going to make a change now, we won't see it for another five years. Yeah. Um, and that's you know that's a big time frame to yeah. like it's not these are like huge aircraft carriers as far as trying to turn them and move in a different direction. Um, but it would be awesome to see Pixar still get back to that original, just like creative genius that yeah. they had before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's really hard because like for a long time they had really a perfect batting 
yeah. average. You know, yeah. like I mean, they won Oscar after Oscar after Oscar. I mean, they're still winning. They just they just won again. So um, I think they did. Yeah, for Toy Story four, it won the best Oscar animation. So um, animated movie. Um, so yeah, but like I mean, Finding Dory. I don't think that's a very good movie from no. what I can remember, you know, compared to like Finding Nemo. Finding yeah. Nemo has that heart, has everything. Yeah. Uh, Finding Dory definitely was a cash grab. Yeah. Um, yeah. Incredibles 2 to an extent. And, obviously. And, and, and like when movie. they do the sequels of the really good movies, like Finding Dory was still a good sequel. Yeah. But it was definitely a sequel. Yeah. It wasn't compared to like Toy Story 2. Or even just compared to Finding Nemo. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's like yeah. Finding Nemo was a great movie and beautiful. The animation was killer. The concept, you know, once yeah. again, dealing with those deep issues of yeah. the fact that, like, in the beginning, he loses his wife and all of his thousands of children. Yeah. Except for one. Yeah. And then of that one that survives, he's got a bad fin. Yeah. And he says, I'm going to protect you no matter what. Yeah. Because he just failed at protecting everybody else, ex- yeah. including the love of his life. Deep stuff. Yeah, that's pretty hardcore. Yeah. You know, I mean, if that was a if that was a real life story- it would be a mother carrying triplets. Yeah. And somebody comes in, murders her in front of the husband's. <laughs> yeah. The husband gets knocked out cold. Yeah. She gets murdered, maybe raped, something yeah. just horrific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And two of the children die, and yeah. one of them survives, and that child's in a wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> that would be the real life version of that Sounds story. Sounds like a good movie. Let's make it. Yeah. No, you know? it's, it's dark. And then that kid gets kidnapped yeah. at some point when he's. In elementary school, yeah, and the dad has to cross the country to find him. Cross the country with someone he just met who has a mental problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> that would be the the real life version of Finding Nemo, and that's like yeah. hardcore it's very drama. Hardcore. Yeah, you know. And so the fact that they then turn it, you know, that and that's again, I think, where Pixar like they deal with these like really deep yeah. issues. Yeah, that in a real life version would be like a intense movie yeah. yeah i was thinking of um did you ever watch hunchback no damn yeah that movie has the like seriousness of um of like pixar but none of like the creative yeah. family friendly charm because yeah. i mean it is a dark movie yeah it's super a, dark the the song that the like the priest sings about desire and fire and yeah. like being like yeah. my like lust for her is going to kill me so i have to kill her yeah like it's <laughs> it's hardcore when you're a kid you're like i don't give yeah. a oh, that was one of the things with that like air that like that golden that renaissance air yeah. that like when it started like dipping down <laughs> is that it like started getting really dark <laughs> Really like even in like Hercules, it yeah. was like that. I mean, he's literally battling. Well, the think devil. of Mufasa's death. Like how many lives that scarred. Like growing up, yeah. like everyone was like scarred by that. Yeah, and and I think some of that, like, oh man, this is you just killed the dad. You yeah. know, I think some of that is okay. They have the hyenas walking in the Hitler march. <laughs> That's true. You know, like <laughs> never thought about that. Fire, like, like Lion King is dark. Is not. But I feel like that. it has the right amount of darkness yeah. in it. You yeah. know, where it's like then they like hurt. We have Simone and T- Pumbaa. If you yeah. didn't have those characters, yeah. like the gargoyles were supposed to be those characters on Hunchback, but they're scary. But they're not. Yeah, yeah, they're they're scary, and they're not as goofy yeah. as yeah. you know Simone yeah. and T- Pumbaa. So, yeah. so <laughs> I feel like I feel like you're right. I think Pixar has been able to still like deal with deep issues that. In any other situation, yeah. any other type of movie, it would be like, wow, this is an intense, yeah, uh, like drama. Um, 
but they add this levity in it, the fun, you know, like, you know, he's not in a wheelchair. He's just got a little fin. <laughs> She's not like yeah. mentally challenged. She's forgetful. She just forgets things. Mm-hmm. She just, you know, and it's funny and it's Ellen DeGeneres and she yeah. makes the character fun, you know, and it's so, it, you know, and then there's the the surfer dude turtle and there's the sharks that you think are bad, but they're actually really friendly yeah. and are trying to not eat fish, you know, yeah. and it's like there's all these little elements that, you know, keep this like kind of very dark story yeah. happy yeah, and joy, like uh, fun. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Pixar has does a great job of putting fun into yeah. their movies. Uh, and here's something a little left field, but I just thought about it, thinking about Finding Dory and all that stuff. One thing that Disney and Pixar always did right was they never. <laughs> I'm walk. I'm treading on this. They never really over sexualized their characters. Oh yeah, I know that sounds weird, but like DreamWorks did. Well, Dr- and so did some of the Shark Tale. That movie is weird. Well, and some of the um, Disney renaissance movies yeah. there too yeah, yeah i mean like jasmine definitely mm-hmm. pocahontas yes, definitely yes 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 you know um yeah and it, and and i mean when definitely I like that esmeralda like, yeah they, you know? they like drew them and there's definitely that moment where jasmine like tries to seduce jafar that has like it was a shaping moment in my childhood <laughs> <laughs> but uh but like shark tail like they like talk about it you oh, know like there's there's moments where they definitely go for it. Yeah. Um, whereas kind of, I mean, that's the whole point in Trek 2 is that Pinocchio is wearing a thong. Like, you know, yeah. and it's supposed to be a funny punchline, but that was definitely like, I think a lot of parents were like, ooh, this, yeah. is, this is crazy. It's a different thing to like draw your characters and not yeah. really talk about it. Right. It, it, so it's a weird line, to, yeah. but both parties did, yeah. but that was where DreamWorks went wrong. I yeah, say. and Pixar has never really done that. No, yeah. You know, I mean, like, I mean, uh, with um, Toy Story 1 with uh, the little bub peep, she definitely kind of is like, I'll see you later, Woody. And he's like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But that's about but the But she's also like, yeah. Like the way that she's drawn, yeah. like she's like wearing this old timey dress with yeah. like the collar goes yeah, all the way exactly. up to her neck. <laughs> yeah. and so it's more like, you know, I'll see you later, like, oh, they're going to make out or something. Yeah, yeah, but it yeah. doesn't seem like they're about ready to go and knock one out. <laughs> <laughs> uh Toy Story, different world. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I mean and and Wally, like that's the whole thing is it is very much about the emotions of yeah. love. Yeah. 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 So uh yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, as these movies move forward, um, you know, kind of what the next air of animated movie storytelling is. Um, you know, the fresh creative storytelling ideas is one of those where there's a lot of risk involved because as we all know, like original, truly original stories are hit or miss. Yeah. You really have no idea what people are going to like. So it'll be interesting to see if they start, you know, kind of modeling things off of um, IP that already exists like books or, or, or um, comics or, I mean, especially with now Disney owning so much, there's so much IP that they own that like what there's so many options that they could pull from um you know as studios like dreamworks you know well cloudy with the chance of meatballs was based off of a book Mm -hmm. um but it's gonna be interesting to see like what again like what stuff do they do that's completely original what stuff isn't are they gonna keep using will they go back to using musical numbers yeah like a broadway musical will they will they do more like pun type things like they did with shrek and some of these others where they're more making fun of 
the stereotypes of animated movies yeah. where they go back to the more artistic route and try to do something like really beautiful and artistic and and yeah. you know more like Snow White type. Yeah, I think it's interesting because you have the really ambitious movies like Tintin. Um, that was yeah. like pure animated, and that's what Steven Spielberg wanted to do with Harry Potter originally, which I could see them doing when they redo Harry Potter or yeah. something. Is kind of maybe going where it looks almost. Yeah, real. that's true. You could the next innovation could be like more the mocap thing. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, you know, was animated, but just f- was mostly in the real world. You know, mocaps yeah. also. So yeah, I mean, we'll see where like the the. Pr- I mean, with Star Wars Episode One, we've come a long way to where we can do everything green screen and it looking pretty yeah. normal. Um, but I think if you do do that, you really need to. Tintin compared to like Harry Potter is like two different worlds. Like yeah. Harry Potter, you know when something's like a fake background because you have real humans. Like yeah. Tintin, like it. Other than like their character design, like. I mean, it looks like real Yeah, world. well, what was that one about the kid whose dad died and it was he lived in, like, the subway station or the train station and, and it had, like, the clock. Uh, Scorsese, I think, directed it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that movie? Um, yeah, that one was, like, a love letter to movies. Um, I, I'll look it up. But. But, but that was another one that used mocap and, like, was all – wasn't it a bunch of it animated? Um, I think they had some animated aspects of it. Animated in the sense of like how Scorsese uses animation, like yeah. for backgrounds and different things like yeah. that. But it was mostly, it was a live action movie, I, I would say. It's considered a live action movie. Um, but a lot of people consider that maybe his worst movie he's ever done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's 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 not really good, I don't think. Um, but it will be interesting to see if, if they do start merging. Hugo. Hugo, yeah. yeah. If they start merging mocap, but with it still being animated, like if you had somebody play Woody, yeah, but he's still Woody, yeah. But instead of somebody having to sit there and draw every single part of it, there's somebody actually like yeah. acting out the movements and Which, motions. They did that with Tintin, right? That was Tintin, yeah, yeah. And then Polar Express, yeah. Um, but but like but they they don't look like. Um, they're trying to make an animated. They're almost like trying to do like the American version of like, um, of like anime mm-hmm. almost, where it's like where it's like it's still supposed to look like a real person, yeah, but it's obviously animated. Yeah, I'm saying like if they really make it animated, yeah, 100 percent, like it's a obviously cartoony character, yeah, but instead of somebody drawing every single part of it, it's a mocap and then like they yeah. sort of use that as their like base layer. Have you seen uh, commercials for a new SpongeBob movie? No. So look at if you get a chance, look at like how they're doing animation. It's kind of interesting. It's kind of like in the same realm as like claws. Yeah. Where they're adding a three D element to like hand drawn. Yeah. And so I think that's kind of maybe could be the future of it. There's always going to be that frozen Pixar style. Yeah. I think that's going to be probably the most popular. Um, But we could see like maybe a reverse back to more hand drawn. Yeah. Three D style. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. it's interesting we don't know yeah and obviously disney animation is back kind of on the map again and obviously frozen became like one of the biggest yeah they all hits billions of dollars yeah so um you know it'll be i feel like they definitely have kind of gone back somewhat to that 
Broadway musical, but almost to a certain degree, I feel like they've kind of gone somewhat to the, almost like they're taking the best parts of all of them. Mm-hmm. They're still kind of using sort of that fairy tale element again yep. of the Tangled, originals. Tangled, yeah. yeah, Frozen, like these princesses of kingdoms, magical kingdoms, yeah. magical powers, magical something. Um, but then also still having some musical elements in, in them, but almost in more of an opera form. Yeah. Yeah. Then, um, or like classic musicals versus like more like modern day Broadway musicals, like you know more, more um, Les Misérables or mm-hmm. Cat on a Hot Tin Roof versus like Rent. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or Phantom of the Opera versus Rent. Yeah. You know, it's like it's a little bit more of the classic version of it. Um, you know, even the musical numbers are like big long notes that yeah. they sustain versus you know like jazzy quick tempo type stuff yeah 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 no it's 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 interesting and obviously that was the whole thing with frozen that wasn't about a uh love between a man and woman is the sibling love that was the ultimate you know is the sister sister love so you know even the 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 content of the fairy tale where you end up the happily ever after is being flipped a little bit so as culture changes so will kind of the story and the and the site but there'll still be children who want pretty dresses and, and singing and singing yeah and, yeah. yeah so yeah well i'll be interested to see uh where where animation goes in the future uh to finish it off out of all the animates that we haven't even talked about tv shows but yeah. we'll we'll avoid that <laughs> for now for cartoons because that's a, just a whole another realm of stuff um um like justice league or batman or man so many good i mean SpongeBob, uh, avatar yeah the last airbender mm-hmm. all those great um uh, animated series um, but of the animated movies that are out there mm-hmm. of all the ones that have existed since Snow White up to whatever is currently in theaters right now mm-hmm. what is your favorite animated movie um, my number one favorite cross the board if it's not I am watching it I mean I have to I have to go with Toy Story Toy Story. I think one. so. Yeah. I mean, I love all the Toy Stories, but like one complete definitive everything I need in it, I think it's got to be Toy Story. You know what would be nice is if they actually, like instead of doing Toy Story 4, I wish they had just gone back and redid Re- all yep. the animation yep. on it or like updated the graphics. Like George Lucas would go back and update Star Wars and then just remaster. Remastered. Yeah. yeah. And then just re-released it because yeah. I would love to watch that in the theaters again. But like when I go back and watch that, it still is good. Yeah. But it's like animation has evolved so much since then. So much that is just like look at the humans in Toy Story One. They are nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> well, and even like I remember watching you sent it to me the behind the scenes on the like lighting of yeah. Toy Story Four and how they the cinematographers like went in and like and the gaffer for the film which is like you have a gaffer for an yeah. animated movie <laughs> but how they went in and like got all the lighting to be exactly scientifically yeah. correct and yeah. like figured out different bulbs and yeah. color temperatures and how far the light would throw and they would position them on there and there's like yeah. all like realistic lighting basically in well, this animated movie it's like man how cool would that have been in the first one <laughs> well even the fact that like they built it so that they could have a camera on a shoulder mount yeah for an animated movie you yeah. know they could create the same simulation because you go back and watch Toy Story 1 you could tell it's all after you know like yeah. it's it's very built mechanical. in mechanical shots yeah um and so but like the thing that I will always just hold my mind was at the very end of Toy Story when they're on the little racing car trying to catch up to the moving yeah. truck 
that animation looked so real when I was a kid that, I mean, I just, I thought it was a real toy. Yeah. In every aspect. And, and that will forever be burned in my brain. Yeah. More than anything else. Yeah, so. that's a great scene, too. Yeah. Um, you're flying, boy. <laughs> no, I'm falling with style. <laughs> um, mine would also be a Pixar movie, as though Beating the Beast and Lion King would definitely be yeah. up at there. Mentions. Probably, probably, yeah, yeah. probably number two would be Lion King, number three would be Beating the Beast. Um, but my number one is Up. Yeah. That is such a beautiful movie. Yeah. I mean, it's just like everything about it is just so like perfect. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if I'd want to watch it every time it comes on just because it's uh, it's kind of a journey of a movie. Yeah. To where it's like, whew, okay. Yeah, the, 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 the second and third acts are a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the second act. I feel like the first act's great, third act's great. The second act is is good, but it's like it's a bit of a journey going through it. Yeah. Um. But I mean, you just can't. I mean, like, just like, the opening. Just the opening yeah. alone. Yeah. Exactly. It's so good. And then just, I mean, all of it. Like the the way that they manage the those three stories of, uh, what is the main guy's name? Carl. Carl, the Boy Scout, and mm-hmm. even the. The dog. months the bad guy oh yeah even his storyline mm-hmm. you know yeah and doug the dog but <laughs> yep. i mean you know just like all of it and then once again that playfulness that pixar does you know like they put a talking dog in yeah. there yeah and even the boy scout is like it's our talking dog like they even call out the fact that they're like yeah sort of like throwing in something that's yeah. ridiculous pixar masters the delirious humor in the sense of like it's delirious that, that something will be happening and the dogs will be chasing them and playing dolls and they go, squirrel you know yeah, and the yeah. fact that their controller is a little rubber like yeah. bone you know yeah it's that delirious like your brain is going so fast it's so funny you just yeah. laugh out loud well it's like 2 a.m in the morning kind of right. funny yeah because like uh you know obviously... be like let's co- cover this super serious topic <laughs> yeah. but then let's have dogs flying fighter like world yeah. war one fighter <laughs> planes with dog bones yeah and a little mask on, <laughs> and the fact that he throws a tennis ball to get them to all crash. Yeah, you know, yeah. like it's just. Yeah, I mean, and anybody who has a dog is like, <laughs> "Yep, that's totally." If my dog was smart enough to fly a plane, he would still crash it chasing yeah. a tennis ball. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just everything about it is it's it's pigs are really they just are masterful at what they did compared to so many other studios that forever. I mean. If they never made that thing ever, they are cemented yeah. in the world of cinema. Yeah. Just period, yeah, which I sure. don't think a lot of people. Yeah, and storytelling. Yeah, they exactly. truly are masters of storytelling. Yeah. And I mean, I think a lot of it is that layering. Yeah. Um, there's just so much going on at once. Yeah. So much heart, so much humor, so much like intricate message, and it's just executed masterfully yeah. in every way. So. Yeah. 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 Well, we love Pixar, um, but yeah, there's, I mean, there's so many movies we can mention with them. I mean, Monsters, yeah. Inc., I love that. Ugh, just go on forever and ever, but. And then, uh, if you guys, bonus, mm-hmm. if you guys want, all you listening, if you want to go on a fun little rabbit trail, mm-hmm. start Googling or go on YouTube and look up all these theories about the fact that all the Pixar movies take place in the same world. <laughs> That's a fun rabbit yeah, trail. To go down. Well, I mean, we were watching Wally and in his uh, in his thing, you have Rex. Rex is in there, um, and Wally's like a part of collection of toys. And then Eevee, when she's scanning, she scans the Pizza Planet truck. So obviously. Yeah, it's a, it's a oh, sad all, reality. But. Yeah, 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 exactly. No, there's all kinds of stuff like that actually yeah. in all of them where there's like kind of like connections and yeah. um, 
similarities, you know, where props are in certain things that, you know, matching props from different movies are in the other movie. And yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, there's some fun videos on it. It's, it's entertaining. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sure they're more just doing it cause they're like, Hey, we make, it's almost like, um, Hitchcock, Hitchcock those, putting yeah. himself in yeah. all the movies. It's like, obviously they didn't all take place in the same world just cause Hitchcock's in all of them, but yeah. he's making them. So he's kind of doing his like director, yeah. you know, cameo. They're almost doing their own like cameos by putting their stuff together. But, uh, but it's a fun, <laughs> it's a fun rabbit trail yeah. if you want to burn an hour. Yeah. Well, in Disney animated, they kind of did the same thing in Frozen. I believe you can see, uh, Rapunzel and, uh, her guy in, at one the of wedding. the scenes. Oh, yeah. at the wedding. Yeah, they're like kind of walking there and one of the like oh, little behind the scene people. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 all fun. All those worlds connect in some yeah. way. I mean, they talk about how the ship wreck in uh, Little Mermaid would be the parents' ship from Frozen um, because they would have crashed in the same region as Little Mermaid. So, oh, yeah, I mean, there's there's tons of sick, twisted humor. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it all connects. All those fairy tales connect in some way. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, folks, thanks for listening. We'll, we'll see, see you. you. Uh, 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 we'll see we'll you next s- week. Bye. <laughs> this has been a Studio Red production. For more, go to studioredmedia.com.